Hello, Hello Internet. I'm Finn Ross Russell. And I'm John Lucas. It's Tuesday, May the 10th. Welcome to Turin and semi-final one day. Salutations, one and all, and welcome to Tuesday of Eurovision Week 2022. We are here in Turin. We have just watched the jury show for semi-final one, and joining me to pick the bones to all of that and get you excited for the main show tonight, it's the amazing John Lucas. I think we're going to go beyond the bones tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Lisbon. It's not it's Lisbon. It's not Lisbon, now. It's a new year. <laughs> new set of songs. Um, you've had quite the day today, haven't you, John? Oh, I have, I have. I think we talked on yesterday's podcast about how Italy is understandably being very COVID safe. And part of that is that to get into the press centre, we have to have a rapid antigen test every 72 hours, which is provided by the staff here. So it's, it, you come to the arena and there's a section you, you go to especially walled off where they've got on-site nurses who'll just show the things up your nose, give you, and if it all goes well, give you a certificate. Scan your lanyard and then you're safe for 72 hours and then you have to do it again. So, I arrived three days, ago, uh, four days ago now, not counting the Sunday. I arrived, did my first rapid antigen test, brought my ID with me as I was requested to do. Very easy, straightforward, got it done. Bit painful, but came back negative, all good. Today I arrived, I'd actually forgotten how to do it again, but they, uh, they, they let me know because, they, as I say, they're being very safe and it immediately showed up on my lanyard before I got in that I was due one so I happily acquiesced went round again to get the second one um, didn't realise I'd have to show them my passport again and I don't take my passport everywhere with me when I'm on holiday because I have lost one in the past and I know what a nightmare <gasps> that can be oh man so I always leave it in the hotel room somewhere safe unless I specifically need it and I'd forgotten or hadn't realised that I needed to them to, I needed to show it to them every single time so I had to trek all the way back to my hotel room which is like an hour outside the city to get my passport and then back again so it was a very very stressful day there was some um, stress eating immediately afterwards I had a very big McDonald's to kind of <laughs> eat my feelings as soon, as soon as that was all done but the good news is it came back negative again all is well so yeah I've got another three days touch wood and uh, yeah nobody's fault but mine but uh, that was quite stressful so if you are coming here as press and you're listening to this make sure you bring some form of photo ID it can be, it can be a driver's license I don't drive so I don't have one of those but make sure you bring your photo ID everywhere because they are checking it very assiduously so the other thing worth checking is the entrances I am um, because I was silly and didn't read the media handbook properly so it's not just me <laughs> came early to um, to today's uh, rehearsals and all the various bits and pieces and not only did I miss that everything was kicking off at two I also missed that there was a very specific uh, press entrance for the centre that's only started today right because you were able to get in from no there's always been a before. single entrance it's just got a lot busier now because more there's more journalists here ah, than there were last right. week so, yeah. yeah so I I had a two-pronged uh, experience experience with this when I turned up every steward gave me a different answer as to where I needed to go and get into the press yeah, I've had that too yeah so I I walked all around Torino's beautiful Stadio Olimpico during that period which you know I wanted to do anyway it's I, pretty but it ain't small yeah. <laughs> I just didn't expect that I would be doing it kind of very very quickly desperately searching for can anybody in a Eurovision looking jacket to kind of tell you me get where a quick eye for the going. lanyard in this game yeah <laughs> <laughs> but we're getting used to it now and then obviously yeah as you say because there's that single entrance and because one of the metal detectors I think was uh busted maybe yeah it was a it was, there was a long queue and they were quite slow to process it today so uh, yeah 
get here early if you are coming here at all, definitely. I've not done this much legwork since Copenhagen when the press centre was literally on a prison island in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope it gets easier for the for the Saturday when there's a lot more people Oh, coming. it won't. <laughs> <laughs> it only gets harder because there are many more people. <laughs> well, while that was going on, mm-hmm. I was in the hall for the very first time. I've been going around to everybody today getting very excited about the fact that this was my first ever jury show that I was watching and wow what an experience it was I mean as many listeners will know I work in theater that's my background I've seen a lot of kind of tech runs and as I talked about on last Wednesday's podcast those can be very boring because it's all about the the tech people being able to get a sense of where the cues are and when they are and the camera people and when they're supposed to hit their marks and all that sort of thing but seeing it there happening in action in a way that okay wasn't the most slick in the world the jury show was definitely slicker than than what we were seeing in the hall but just to be there and soak in that atmosphere and sort of the the journalists that were coming in we were on the sort of the we were in the stand that was directly facing the stage so we really did get to see everything that there was to see and it was it was it was so special because I think as someone who used to be a regular listener to this podcast and used to kind of dream of what it'd be like to be there and be in the place of you guys doing this podcast, it, it's, it's, it's such an amazing experience. And it's an amazing experience because everything doesn't quite go to plan. Yeah, it's the joy of live television or live performance. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, there were so many moments when, you know, the host forgot a line or Mika forgot his camera, but that was part of the fun and the experience of, of like yeah. being there and, and getting to see it. And I think, I think I'm drinking the Kool-Aid <laughs> on why people really love uh, coming and enjoying being in different parts of Europe and seeing these shows because there is something just so special about that experience of going into a new venue for the first time and hearing and seeing the performances of all these songs that you've been listening to over and over again for the weeks. It is. It's... Oh, it's special. It's it's so nice to see a, f- a first time. It takes me right back to my first time many years ago. It, you've been walking around all day, which is like an excite, an overexcited puppy, and um, <laughs> that is the feeling. I know exactly what you mean. As you mentioned, you went into the arena though for so what they do is they have free shows between Tuesday. At free, they have free full run throughs of the show after all the rehearsals on on the Monday and on the Wednesday for semi two, and on the Friday for the final. They have a, a show in the afternoon, which is called the Family Show, which is there's no stakes there whatsoever it's just another run through to kind of get the timings right and give the artists another chance to get on the stage then of course there's the jury final which we've just watched and then there's the the live final which will happen tomorrow night in the family show that you watched did you get a sense having now watched this one as well that the artists were holding back a little bit compared to what they brought to the show tonight or do you think they were giving it their all every time I don't know. I mean, it definitely felt like a rehearsal. Uh Both times it kind of felt like a rehearsal, if I'm being honest. With the jury, I think some of them clocked that this was their main opportunity to get points. I mean, we'll go into it a little bit later when we talk about each of the acts. But it was interesting to see. I actually found that some some artists seem to prioritize the second one. And actually, some artists seem to prioritize the first in a way I don't know if that's just the fact that they've done it so many times now that they're kind of on autopilot and it's like oh actually this is competitive we've got to get ready for this it's kind of like not an afterthought but a sort of like a thing that kind of creeps up on you but 50% 50 of their points were just earned tonight they've already done half the game so if if they're not if they weren't on it tonight they've already set themselves at a huge disadvantage for tomorrow 100% it's a very important show the jury show just because it's not on TV it's a very important show in the current era 100% and I don't 
think a lot of Eurovision viewers appreciate that, that what we're seeing is kind of cool and exciting a show as it is, and as much as we get a result at the end of it, it's still only half of the show. And I think one of the very exciting things for me as a kind of new Eurovision fan coming into all of this is that I'm quite used to scoring the televote performance and then going what how did that song get through that performance tonight was terrible <laughs> and not realizing actually well but hang on there was a whole nother show and a whole group of people across Europe voted on that show and somebody might have performed really well the night before and not performed so well mm. on the night and you know what I mean it's it's that 50-50 thing that's so important to remember it's really interesting as well because you start to spot when you've done this a few times how they some of the artists get very tactical about it because they are being judged by different criteria. The televote, it's just what grabs your attention. It's entertainment. The juries, they're looking at very specific criteria and vocals are a big one. And that is something that you can play around with. So oftentimes I've seen people in the jury finals do one of two things. Either they'll do way more, they'll sing big and theatrical and they'll go for those glory notes because they want to grab the jury's attention and be like, okay, this person is the best singer. Or if they've been struggling a bit, which some artists do, they'll hold back a bit in the jury finals to make sure they don't do any bum notes so they don't get marked down. So often, sometimes you'll see people cutting loose a lot more in the live show because there's less of that peril. If they drop a bum note, the televoters aren't necessarily going to penalise them in, to the same extent that the jury as well. So it's really interesting to see the comparison between the two. It's fascinating mm -hmm. dynamics, isn't yeah. it? I think the one last thing I want to say on the performances in the hall that I found really interesting that I wouldn't have realised there were some shows, sorry, not some shows, some acts that didn't go down particularly well in the hall. Uh -huh. But then when I watch them back on the screen and I'm able to see and appreciate the angles better, you can see actually, oh wow, that's a lot better. And you see the concept and you understand how it works a lot more. Interestingly, Ukraine was the biggest example of that. Ukraine has a lot of very close, tight angles that mean you can appreciate it at close quarters, but from the other side of the arena, mm. it's a bit harder to. That's the other interesting thing, because the, these performers, some of them are playing to the crowd in the room, some of them are playing down the camera, some of them get that sweet spot between the two. Again, it's two different games. It's a TV show and a live concert at the same time. And yeah, I would agree. I, I haven't seen it in the arena yet. I've only seen it on the screen here in the press centre. But Ukraine is very much about the camera angles. It's very meticulously shot and choreographed. And I can see how that might not necessarily come across as well in an arena. But what they do have, of course, is that the crowd are behind them for other reasons. So, Right, we're chomping at the bit to get to it. Yeah, yeah. Shall we start going through all the, all the various Let's facts? do it, okay. So we thought rather than kind of going deep on each act, mm -hmm. we'd, tell you, we'd tell you, the listeners at home, very quickly why each of these songs is going to qualify tonight. Yeah. And then if we have sort of further ETC notes to make on them, we'll make them kind of as we go. Yeah. So, so only 10 are going to qualify, but we're going to give a, an argument for why each of the 17 could qualify, because they've all got a chance. And there are some of these that are definitely easier to do than others. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with Albania. Um, Albania is going to qualify because of the people that like Fuego, because it's a big, exciting banger, because it kicks off the show with that nice ethnic feel that a lot of Southern and Eastern Europe is going to really go for, and Ronella's a really good performer. Yeah, I think that's a very easy one. Me? So, Latvia. Uh, so, from my, from my perspective, Latvia are going to qualify because Europe is full of cat people. 
I'm sure many, many cast enthusiasts will have a great time with Latvia. No, I think Latvia will qualify because it is fun, it's brash, it's colourful in a very mid-tempo semi. It's one of the biggest party songs and I think probably going to get I don't know how well it will have done tonight but as long as it's not dead at the bottom with the juries I think the televote's going to carry it over the line it's interesting with Latvia I've had a bit of a polyponk uh, Iceland very much so yeah. vibe with it yeah absolutely that is a very apt comparison yeah like not just because of how colourful it is but they're very engaging as performers yeah. they know how to work the camera angles yeah I mean I still feel like it could be a bit borderline but you, as, you're, as you say if if they've not absolutely bummed out with the juries, this is going to get a high televote because people know that lyric. For sure, yeah. But also, we've been kind of assuming that Latvia will get kind of marked down by the juries, and they well might. But Polyponk, if I recall, did quite well with the juries. And yeah, I don't think this is by any means a jury write-off, but I've got, I've got, I'm pretty confident right now, genuinely, that Latvia will get over the line. I think they've done everything they needed to do tonight. I'd like them to. I'd like them definitely. To. It's been a while. They've not been in since 2016, I don't think. So they've had, a, they're one of the longest. Oh, you're right. Holdouts. So they the really last, are due. They, they've not qualified since the Aminata yep. days. No, no, not since just since 2016. Yeah, which wow. was written by Aminata. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, moving on. Uh, Latvia. Uh, no, Latvia. Lithuania are going to qualify tomorrow. They're close enough. Yeah. Um, because you like elegance, because you like simple, because you like music that just feels fresh and easy, and she gets up there and sings it, and that's why she's going to get through. She's going to cut through all that brashness we were talking about earlier and just do music as music should be. Yeah, it's very much a jury one, that one, I think. And I do think she's recovered very nicely from... She definitely struggled, was one of the more performers who'd struggled the most with the staging issues um, there's, it's still there the Black Rainbow of Death is still there but she has I think tweaked it a little bit and made it a lot more engaging there's some really nice visual moments in this with some split screen effects some LED you can see in the corners with, with some holograms of her it, it looks very nice and she's a very assured performer and it's definitely on the bubble for me but she, again she's someone who did everything she needed to do tonight so um, following them Switzerland are going to qualify because people love a sensitive boy People love a boy who wears his heart on his sleeve, and that is Switzerland. And I'd like the projection on Switzerland as well. Mm. It's nice. It's simple, but it's nice. Everything about Switzerland is nice. <laughs> it's nice. It's, he played it very safe with the vocals. He's someone who's struggled vocally with some of the bigger moments in the song, in the rehearsals. He's fluffed a few notes. Tonight, he didn't really go too... He didn't push his voice too hard. I think he was being very strategic in that way to make sure he wasn't penalised. It was very nice, and maybe that'll be enough. Slovenia are going to qualify because you like that kind of young prom band, wedding band, back to the future type. You know, they're the kids from next door, mm-hmm. and they're quite decent at music, and they practice in their garage, and it feels very relatable and very easy to understand. Plus, it's in Slo- Slovene, and therefore it feels different and fresh and unique. Yeah, I think they are a band who really benefited tonight from having the audience in the arena. They were having so much fun. I think the lead singer even smiled, and it's hard to get a Slovene to smile, but they really did. They they really kind of amped up the energy. They had great fun, and they are a real dark horse. Are you me. saying it was a slow burner? It was a Slovene burner. Which <laughs> the Slovenes are very good at those. A lot of their songs are slow burners. So yeah. slow burner from Slovenia for sure. Uh, following Slovenia, we have Ukraine. Oh, it's so hard to think of a reason why this might qualify. Um, I'll do my best. 
it, it's going to sail through. Obviously, it's going to sail through. And it, even without wider context, it would sail through. It is a very dynamic performance. As you said, it's more for TV than for the audience in the arena. It's very meticulously shot. It's got a lot of energy. It's incredibly catchy. That instrumental hook is so strong. And it's also got that chant along chorus, which is one of the earworms of the year. And on its own merits, it's absolutely top five in this semi. It's going to have no trouble getting through at all. Bulgaria are going to qualify because they're bringing the rock and they're bringing the pyro and they're fitting right into RAI's style of how they like to stage things and show things. And this just is a nice fit, this song, this staging, this year. Yeah, I had these as a complete write-off and they're still very much low down my rankings of likely qualifiers, but I did think look at, I, I did look at this tonight and think, you know what? There is nothing else like this in this semi-final and for what it is, as much as I find the song uninspired, it is incredibly well realized. And if you're looking for, you know, every rock cliche under the sun, you're gonna find it here. This does have a chance, songs like this, there is form for songs like this qualifying unexpectedly. I'm thinking of Bosnia Herzegovina in 2010. I'm thinking of a lot of Turkish entries before they left. There is a path through to this, and it's not to be written off at all at this stage. So, yeah. The Netherlands. Next, the Netherlands are going to qualify because it is classy, it is emotive, it is heart on sleeve, it is authentic, and it's a massive hit at home and I think there is a clear emotional connection to this song and if she it's very sparse and simple and if the crowd and the audience and the viewers at home and the jurors appreciate simple song craft and heart on sleeve lyrics this it, it will it will make a connection potentially uh, Moldova are going to qualify because Roman Yagapov has charisma in spades and their performance, quite similarly to Latvia's actually, is very colourful, is very vibrant, is very engaging and the folk mixes so nicely with the rock and roll and everybody in the press centre was up on their feet and dancing to this earlier so yeah. that's why Moldova's going to qualify. I think this might have been the biggest crowd pleaser of the night. They, this really got the crowd going in the hall and here in the press centre. It was such a party starter so very very strong night for Moldova. Uh, Portugal are going to qualify because it is quite simply one of the most beautiful performances of the night. The choice to have live backing vocals, which of course not every country necessarily needs to have anymore and many don't, so smart. This feels so rich and full and musical. The kind of in the round style staging is beautiful. It is perfectly judged. It is classy. It is sophisticated. This for me is top five in the semi and it puts some of the other slower songs like the Netherlands, to be honest, in a very dangerous spot because it is just superior. Croatia are going to qualify because you like Taylor Swift and you like that acoustic guitar vibe and you like the kind of fairy tale princess damsel in distress aspect of it and you'll relate to the storytelling in the dance. For sure, yeah, I agree. Uh, this is polished. Croatia's had a lot of problems in the rehearsals with getting that choreography just right, but she's really smoothed it out and I think she's come a long way and even though she's a bit of a dark horse there is definitely a route for her as well uh, following Croatia Denmark are going to qualify because they are a really good band I didn't really pick up on this in the rehearsals but watching it tonight I was like you know what these people gel together I believe them sometimes you see a band at Eurovision and you think this has been created for Eurovision it feels a bit inauthentic these guys seem like they're really good friends I don't know their lives maybe they hate each other it seems <laughs> like they're like really good friends and just having an absolute ball and the lead singer did really well tonight she sang very well that opening minute which I've always thought was the weakest part of the song she sounded very strong and that will get us some jury points so Denmark have pushed themselves back into contention they came ready for action they were ready to go yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Austria are going to qualify because they're performing inside a massive halo, and that's very on brand. But also, Pia Maria's vocals have really improved. Lumix is doing his hype man job very, very well. And this will have the hall jumping. This will have you at home jumping. And it's a good banger. Yeah, this has been a concern vocally throughout, but she held it together tonight. It wasn't perfect by any means. There were some problems, but it wasn't as bad as it has been in the past. Um, this is really a televote performance. All she needs, all they need, is to avoid being in the bottom three with the juries and to be close enough to get into that final ten to, for the televote to kick them over. And I think they're in a decent position to do that tonight. So very much still in contention for Austria. Iceland are going to qualify if you like professionalism, if you like seasoned musicians and that classic Icelandic folk sound. These, they, this group have played Glastonbury before. They are very professional and experienced and it shows through tonight. They've never dropped a note in rehearsals. They've never had any problems. They've just every time turned up, delivered it and it feels very authentic and very fully realised and I think the juries will certainly appreciate that. It's going to struggle to get a strong televote but tonight I think they have a very good chance of being top ten with the juries at least which gives them a fighting chance. Greece are going to qualify because this was the best vocal of the night. She is not the most charismatic singer in the world, but oh my goodness, can she sing. She absolutely knocked it out of the park tonight. The staging really fits the mood of her song. And yeah, this will sail through, no question about it. Yeah, that glory note she does is one of the best notes of the night. And I actually think her kind of slight lack of charisma works for the song because she it, it's that kind of moody, lordy kind of sound. And it actually really fits. I think if she was too smiley and theatrical, this song would read as inauthentic, but she's selling it very well. And really right down the camera, she is someone who knows how to work her angles. Uh, Norway are going to qualify because it is so memorable, so fun, so brash. It, it's unlike anything else. It is it just immediate, you're going to look at that. If you're watching at home, you're a casual viewer, you're going to go, that is a Eurovision classic right there and then. That's what I'm picking up the phone for. I don't think the juries will love it, but I don't think they'll put it at the bottom either. The televote is going to carry this through regardless though. It's going to do very well. And finally, Armenia are going to qualify because I think, and this is my controversial opinion, I think this was the best staging of the night. I think the, the room with the paper is really nice. I think the fact, the part where she walks through is a really stunning visual moment. They have this brilliant angle where she walks through the kind of paper circle thing where we have a kind of bird's eye view of it and it's so powerful. I mean, it's so, it's such powerful visual storytelling and yeah, I. I've gone from thinking, oh, maybe this will qualify, thinking this will certainly qualify. Yeah, I was underwhelmed by this stage show in the rehearsals, but tonight it really came together. She's grown in confidence. She's hitting her camera marks again. She sounds really good. It, the transition of the stage really, really works. This has come leaps and bounds for me. Um, the only other thing I think we should note on this semi for people to watch out for tomorrow is Diodato, because everybody was applauding in the press centre when he performed his interval act bits mm. after all the main stuff. Such an emotional moment. Obviously, he never got that chance to perform at Eurovision in 2020. He won the San Remo Festival in, that, in the year that we didn't have a Eurovision. So this is a real full circle moment for him, and you could really feel the energy of the crowd. Beautiful, beautiful performance. Um, Thank you, listeners, for joining us through that. It's a wonder we got through all of that, John, given that the TV we were watching all this on from the press centre seemed to have been right next to another TV that was showing the same thing with the sound coming about five seconds we, we got an interesting echo effect. It really made them all sound like they were like multi-layered vocals. I mean, the, the Grease song f sounded positively avant-garde. Like, we got like three different layers of it at once. So, so if some of our judgments are a little bit off, then just know that we were, were watching it slightly compromised. But, you know. Yeah, listeners at home, if you've got a couple of devices, take that Greek song, start it at one point, then start 
it on a separate device about five seconds later and hear the effect. It did it's, sound kind of cool. It was a it's bit like, quite something. It was a bit yeah, like Latter Day Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. That is everything from us for today. Um, if, if we sound a little bit hurried, we are literally being kicked out of the press, and we're the last people here, so <laughs> we need we to speak, leave. Yeah. As we speak. Um, hello to all the podcast radio listeners out there. You're probably used to hearing Ewan's voice, but you get John and I for Eurovision Week, and I think, well, I hope we're going to guide you nicely into all of the shows and all of the stuff you've got to look forward to, especially the first semi-final tonight. Absolutely. So have a great time wherever you're watching it, um, and we will be back with you tomorrow with our reactions to the live show and, of course, our first set of qualifiers. Exciting yes, times. Absolutely. Um, also, look out on ESCinside.com for our spotters guide, which will give you specific things to look out for uh, on tonight's show. Um, as mentioned on previous podcasts, we're on the ground every day, so please send questions to admin at ESCinsight.com and we'll do our best to answer them on the podcast. Right, without further ado, yeah. the guitars. The guitars. You've been listening to the ESC Insight Daily News Podcast, hosted by Finn Ross Russell and John Lucas. Find out more by heading to ESCinsight.com and support the work we do at patreon.com slash ESC Insight.